0: All right, good morning. How are we doing? Good, good. We're, um, you know, a long week here um, to get ready for Arizona, but that's good. Um, of course they have it too, so, um, but uh, just kind of get back into the swing of things here today and, um, you know, then have a normal week here um, leading into Monday night. uh start on Thursday, so um, you know, still a team we don't have a lot of familiarity with, but you know we did play them a couple of years ago, so uh, more so than maybe some of the other NFC teams. But um, yeah, very explosive team, a lot of firepower, skilled players on offense, um, pressure defense. Uh, obviously, a couple of experienced specialists. <laughs> probably just, this guys probably as much time together as um, a whole conference might have. Um, but, um, so, you know, some, obviously a lot of familiarization work to do, but, um, you know, looking forward to it, get on track, and then, um, you know, ready to roll. It's announced today that Lawrence Guy is the Patriots nominee for Walter Pitten Man of the Year Award. Um, what, what, are, what are your thoughts on that, and just sort of your observations of having worked with him for multiple years now, and how he balances community and, and performance in the field? Yeah, Morris and Andrew do a great job. They are um, you know, involved in a lot of um, a lot of things. Um, you know, he's been a community award winner here, and, and um, so yeah, very proud of him. I mean, we have a lot of guys um, that are, you know are involved on that. Uh, you know. Uh, Cody uh, won a NFL MVP award earlier in the year. Um, John Jones last week that weekly award uh, that they give out. Um, you know, I mean, honestly, I think you could nominate Matt Slater and Devin McCourty for Man of the Year <laughs> every week, every month, every year. So um, you know, we, we have a lot of guys, and uh, certainly, you know, happy that Lawrence got recognized, but recognize all the other things that. Um, that our players do on the off the field, and I'm proud of these guys. How would you describe the level of leadership you have from the, the group that you have this year as far as some of that stuff goes? Yeah, good. I mean, these guys are, um, you know, very involved, uh, you know, with the team and all those activities. But then beyond that, they whether well, it's their foundations, um, you know, Devon's Bowling, D.Y.'s, um, yeah, LG as an event. I mean, those guys all have, you know, lots of events. John, um, you know, other events to, to continue to support their um, individual uh, causes um, and interests. Uh, and, and the team gets behind, you know, a lot of those. Um, so, uh, yeah, we, we kind of try to keep up with everybody. You know, through the course of the year, it's pretty impressive, collectively what what they all do, and uh, individually, you know, there are some guys that really stand out, like LG. Um, so, yeah, those guys are it's, a, it's an impressive group. And Kyler Murray is one of the many dual threat quarterbacks in the league now. You know, what if anything makes him from unique from some of the other athletic quarterbacks you face? Yeah. Uh, He's already got, you know, a few records and and obviously a lot of production, a couple of Pro pro Bowls and all that, uh, you know, in three years. So, um, yeah, very talented guy, Um, athletic, quick, elusive, uh, fast, obviously a lot different than a guy like Josh Allen, but productive and athletic, but, you know, less size and maybe a little more speed and quickness, that kind of thing, but. Tough guy to defend. Uh, extends a lot of plays. Um, and they, you know, they he's in the quarterback run game. You know, Cliff sees them on that. And, um, uh, you know, I mean, Cliff obviously looked, coached in college, had Mahomes and everything else, so he knows how to use and put pressure on defenses with athletic quarterbacks. So uh, not only does Murray do it, but he's also in a system that, I would say, you know, probably enhances it. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins a lot in the past what makes him such a tough guy to defend? he's got tremendous ball skills he I mean, catches everything he's great hands he's long so he's never covered even if he's covered he's, there's a place where the ball can be that he can get it and still make the catch um, great coordination on the sidelines um, and uh, you know he's doesn't really look at but he's a but he's a strong kid. you know you see him break tackles he's a strong strong kid in terms of creating separation on routes uh yards after contact you know tough yards like around the goal line or you know that extra yard for a first down type of thing you know he's a very he's a smart football player very savvy and um let's say his ball skills are at the at the very elite level um, of guys that you know i've seen in this league you know, he's he's up there with whoever the top guys are. Carters of the world, and guys like that. I mean, I think he's, he's every bit as good as anybody I've ever coached against. So you're working through some offensive tackle, depth vision. I don't know, if, well, however you want to call it, in the last game. Any sense as we stand here today that the picture might be different for you this week at that, at that spot? Yeah, we'll see, Mike. Yeah, we'll see. Um, It's been – the availability has been um, inconsistent. And so we'll see what that looks like, you know, even on a daily basis. um, You know, we've had situations where where some of those players have played but not practiced, so – but, you know, it is what it is. We'll just take it day by day. Bill, regarding lack of familiarity – Team of Arizona, because they play in another conference, and you, know, you don't see them regularly. On top of that, I think they use more players than anybody in the league. Seventy-seven. That, how, you know, how does that complicate accounting for everybody, and just kind of getting a feel for like really what, what they are with their identities? Right. Yeah. That's uh. Right. This is a team that's gone through a lot of players. I mean, there are some players like um, Hopkins, as an example, that okay, he was out, but you kind of know what his role is going to be when he's back, and that's what it's been. So I think he's been the most targeted receiver in the league since he's been back, which is about what you expect. Uh, but then they have certainly had a lot of other, um, uh, you know, changes in personnel, particularly on the offensive line, that it's a little hard to tell exactly, you know, if they got settled, exactly how it would go. Um and, and they are in various degrees of you know players out players coming back and you know how, how all that would work so yeah they have they have gone through a lot of players for sure um, and, and again a couple of the key guys that you know are back like like Hopkins for one it one of the main ones you know like his his role is pretty well you know established but they have so many good skilled players that you know they, they got a lot of them that play same guy he was Right. Yeah, a whole tight end situation. That's another one that's a little bit of a, you know, try to figure out how that's going. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, Zach's a big target. Bill, so you mentioned the longer week. How is the team and the staff <clears throat> using the extra few days with a game on each end, but also maybe some, some self-scouting? How do you guys use the extra time? Right. Yeah, it, it's pretty much the same every week. Um, with a little more time, you have a little more time to allocate to the areas that you want to allocate it to, whether that's self scouting or your opponent or um, certain situations, certain situational football, um, you know, two-minute red area, third down, goal line, short yardage, special teams, those kind of things. So, um, so let's say a little bit of a smattering of all those. You know, some of it's just a little bit more than we usually do. Some of it's Maybe a little bit more depth into areas that we feel like would help us be more productive. So we put allocate a little bit more into those, some of those spots. Bill, I know uh, after the bye, you mentioned that, you know, with the short week following that second Jets game in Minnesota, some of the football operations have spent time preparing for Minnesota. Seems like a similar at least situation here with the Vegas game coming on six days of rest. Is there some part of the team that's? Preparing ahead for the Raiders Mm -hmm. since you guys will stay out west. Right. So that's what we do every week. Like, there's somebody always ahead um, for the following team. So even if we play Sunday to Sunday, there are people that are working on the next team on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So when we finish with the game on Sunday, then everybody else can pick up with them, you know, where things are at. Um, Film broken down, you know, information assembled in various – multiple ways so that that process is always in place um obviously it gets heightened a little bit when you're playing on a you know coming off a four-day week like the minnesota game right that's that's even a little bit different but we always have that so it's not anything that's new it's that's what we've always done so the most most of the staff members are of course the team is all dedicated to the game but most of the staff members are dedicated to the current game but there is a segment of our, our staff that's really preparing for the future game. And then that carries into, let's call it, like, you know, Monday and Tuesday of a normal week, maybe even Wednesday. And then by that point, it's kind of time for them to turn the page and move on to the, the next opponent. So that's, that's kind of their routine for the whole year. I know, I've done that. I've done that. That's yeah. a – You know, that's just, you know, I've done that um, multiple times in my career, you know, early, you know, at Baltimore and uh, Denver, you know, places like that. And that's that's what you do. Your your week is kind of, I would say, Wednesday to Tuesday or maybe Wednesday to Wednesday. And then once you get to that Wednesday of the game week, then you're on to the next week. And then you do things at the beginning of the following week to help the staff as they're getting familiar with the team, you know the, there'll be people to say, "Hey, take a look at this," or "Can you put this together?" Can you make a tape of this? Or, you know, can can you look into this a little bit deeper? And then you you dive into those in those individual projects to help the staff prepare for the players coming in on Wednesday or Thursday. And, and usually by that time, then you get to the game, and then you kind of have to you know re, regroup and refresh your game day responsibilities strictly kind of advanced scouting department? or you know, No, no, no it's coaches, coaching staff, too. Coaches. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, it's – sure, the scouting department has their end of it. They work with the coaching staff on that, but there's certain members of the coaching staff, you know, in each phase of the game, offense, defense, special teams, that's kind of in that, you know, advanced preparation um, mode. Yep. And, and honestly, some of it is just, you know, getting all on the same page. And when you play a team like – say a team like Arizona would be a good example – um, and defensively they, they run a lot of different things, right? They run multiple fronts and multiple coverages, they you know, blitz I don't know, call it fifty percent of the time somewhere in there. And so a lot of it is just okay and they play a lot of different people, like they have a lot of different personnel groups. So it's kinda of, all right, what are we calling this? Like what is this? So that as we're looking at it individually, you're calling it one thing, I'm calling it something else, somebody else is calling it something else. Like, wait a minute, like what how are we gonna how are we all going to talk about this so we actually know what we're talking about? Like that would be a big thing for this week. Same thing with, um, again, Arizona is a good example. Some of the plays they run are you know not quite the same. Maybe it's, okay, what are we going to call this play? Is this play really that play or is this play really, you know, a different play with this little variation to it and how do we want to present that to the players? Is, this a, is it a pass? Is it a run-pass option? Is it a, you know, what, what category does it fall into? How do we, we want to call it and how do we want to categorize it? And so that part of the week of preparation is very important. So when you actually start working on a team, it, you're not confused about, and, you know, everything's blurred. I'm like, all right, what's this? What's this? This kind of looks like this. This kind of looks like that. Where is this guy? Is he a linebacker? Is he a DB? Is he a defensive end? is he, You know, like, what, what, okay, here's – in this package, is this. In that package, he's that. You know, that, that type of thing, and, and that, really, that really helps clear it up for, for you when you're coming into a new, looking at a new team. Well, not a new team, but like the next team, you know, because you put all your attention into the previous game, and now this, you know, is kind of a quick, you know, synopsis of, all right, this, this is what you're looking at here, this is what you're doing. So that, that's, that's really important. Um, as part, part of the process. Same thing with coverages. You know they, they're playing this well against this guy. You know when they were playing against Devonte Adams, here's what they did. It was probably because of Adams. You know the next they're playing Cooper Cup. Okay, here's what they did against Cup. This is the way they handled him. You know that type of thing, um, where you kind of all right. This I understand now. This is basically what it is. But here's the type of thing that they did for. You know it's called these special players that they played against. That helps helps explain maybe their overall like defensive philosophy so Sorry. Sorry. yeah no we have go on all day on that
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> you got the time <laughs> um, I I just wanted to clarify something that you said on the radio yesterday with uh, W E I, where you, if that's okay just um, I think you said it was too late in the year to make any kind of dramatic changes Offensively, and the thing I'm basically. well, I, I mean, I, look, we're not going to go to the you know wishbone offense here. We're not going to run the veer. I mean, defensively, we're not going to you know, change into a you know run some other team's defense or whatever. That's yeah, major changes like yeah, absolutely. It will be, it we wouldn't be able to practice it. Again, the system that we have in place, I feel good about. So, which includes the offensive staff, it includes me, it includes, you know, whatever the whole process is. Yeah. And, on defense, on offense, on special teams. Mm-hmm. And I know, you know, obviously, you're not going to go to the beard, but I just wanted to ask about one example, I know it's a different team. Um, Different situation, different year, but I do remember at the end of the twenty eighteen season, I think it was Josh who um, who said at one point that you guys did not make a, a little bit of a shift late in that year, you know, to to do what you were what you were good at and maybe not throw quite as much and use more bad. I'd say we do that every year. Okay, so that what would you call that? Is that just sort of a shift in? Um, well, again, you, you know, we have a pretty. You know, I'd say we have a pretty broad system here. In all three phases of the game, that's kinda of what we do. We have you know, we have multiple multiple groups on defense, multiple coverages, multiple fronts, we have multiples on offense, we have multiples in the kicking game, and you you know, you've watched us play. I mean, we have mul- so there's some things you, you know, trim trim the you know, you trim the fat here and, you know, move it a little bit over into this direction or Maybe you add a little bit more of something that you feel like is going well, maybe a player's you know doing something that or some part of your your offense or defense is doing something that's a little more productive, and maybe you want to add a little bit more to that. so that would just be, let's say shifting the emphasis. yeah, we do that every year. I mean I would I mean why wouldn't you you know you get through whatever it is, you know 10, eleven, 12, 13 games? Certainly you know more than you did when maybe your team's changed, or maybe the opponents are going to change. And you need to do something a little bit different. I mean, certainly the weather that we're playing in is different than what we played in September. Like that in itself, not the next two games, but after that, would almost necessitate some type of change in your thinking from what it would be in September. So yeah, absolutely. That's that's always that's always been a part of any team I've ever been on in the National Football League, from Baltimore to Detroit, to Denver, to the Giants, to New England, to, I mean every team I've been on, I can't think of a team where that hasn't, you know, morphed at some point into something that had declared that it might be for an obvious reason, or it might be just that's the direction the team's going. How are they dealing with Lawrence Taylor? How are teams handling Taylor? what what, what do we need to do here? keep doing what we're doing or do something we changed him around a little bit the way we you know I was thinking of particularly the 90 season Uh, but even in the 86 season 87 season like those that was as an example you know I'm just saying it's like this has happened you know last week I mean this has been it's the only way I would know how to do things would that also kind of apply in terms of play calling going being going from conservative to perhaps a little more aggressive, or is that still like a week-to-week thing depending on the defense? Yeah, Karen, I mean, every week we're, we, we're trying to win. So whatever that is, that's what it is. Whatever plays we call this week are to try to win. Whatever plays we called last week, they're to try to win. Whatever plays we called the week before, that's what that was. Or last year, or two years ago, or five years ago, or 20 years ago. So... I mean, you can like them or not like them or whatever. I mean, I get that. But, like, whatever we've done, it was to try to be as productive as we can and to try to beat whichever team we were playing. So whether that's conservative, not conservative, same, different, whatever it is, that's what the intent of all of it is. That's what it always is. So that's not going to change. What they'll be, I don't know. But it's, whatever we, it's a combination of what they do, what we do, what we think we can do. Um, you know, any idea can be a bad idea if you can't execute it. So if you can execute it, then then it's potentially a good idea. If you can't do it, then then it's not going to work. If you physically, your team physically can't do whatever it is you're trying to do for whatever reason, then it's probably not a good idea. So find something that you think you can do, and that's a good way to attack your opponent, then probably it's worth talking about. We're kind of off there. Okay, all right, thank you. <laughs>